2: This is The Jesse Kelly Show.
1: It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of The Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, you can email. You have the distinct honor of emailing the show. guys. changing
0: people's lives.
1: Every day. You can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right. Here's a little debate thing. The debate's tomorrow night. Only seven candidates are in the debate, so it won't be as many people as last time. The debate is too late. I, I know I'm not supposed to come out and start talking like that, but 9 o'clock Eastern time for a debate. Uh, and I know you, everyone's going to make fun of me. Ah, oh, Jesse, you're so old. 9 o'clock is too late for a debate. 9 o'clock Eastern time is when people go to sleep. What, Chris? No, we don't make another drinking game. I didn't want you two idiots to make another drinking game last time. I don't want you to make another one this time. It's too late. 9 to 11 tomorrow night is the debate. They did shrink the field a little bit. Asa Hutchinson is not going. Donald Trump is not going. Now, let's address the Trump not going thing. Let's understand something. Trump makes people emotional. You probably are having an emotional response inside of you right now just because I said his name. It's undoubtedly love or hatred. No one, I'm the only person in the world who's just kind of down the middle on Trump. I like his policies, don't like his hires. I love this policy. I hate that. But it's, uh, everyone else gets emotional. So let's discuss the Trump thing in a non emotional way. I don't care about how you feel about him not showing up or how I feel. I'm not going to discuss how I feel again or how you feel. Campaign wise, it's the smart move for Trump not to show up. As long as you're ahead like this, the smart move is not to show up, provided you don't lose too much. So let's set Trump aside for a moment. He's not going to show up. Instead, he's going to act like he's already the nominee. He's going to Michigan to speak to the auto workers who are out there striking as we speak right now. So that's that's all a good time. Um, the candidates who are showing up. This is Ron DeSantis' debate. And what I'm about to say is probably going to be difficult for many people to hear. And it's going to be wonderful for other people to hear. So here it is. There are seven people at this debate Doug, Bur- Doug Burgum, Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Vivek Revisited, and Senator Tim Scott. None of those people matter at all in this presidential race, except for potentially Ron DeSantis. I don't care about your team Vivek shirt. Vivek's not going to win anything. He's not doing anything in this race. Nikki Haley isn't doing anything. Mike Pence, Chris Christie, they're not doing anything. Yeah, Chris said, who is Chris Christie? Exactly. The only person on that stage who matters at all tomorrow night is Ron DeSantis. And he might not matter for very much longer. Again, I know this is a hard conversation, but it's one everyone needs to hear. If you care about the primary, we're going to move on. I'm going to do other stuff. I don't care about the primary that much, but... Ron DeSantis can still win this Republican primary, probably. His state-by-state numbers are pretty good. In Iowa, he's sinking all kinds of money and effort into it. If he wins Iowa, he has potential. He probably can't win New Hampshire or South Carolina because of Chris Christie and Tim Scott and those people. But if he wins Iowa, then he's, he's probably going to make this a real race. If he doesn't, he's in deep trouble. But Ron DeSantis has to do something tomorrow night that is going to be against Ron DeSantis' instincts. And I know his people are listening, and that's fine. Trump's people listen, DeSantis's people listen. That's fine. You know how I approach this race. Ron DeSantis has got to do something tomorrow to make a splash. And for Ron DeSantis, that's a tall order. Some people are good at some things and bad at other things. And that's fine. God made everybody different. I look at um, I look at my sons, and I'm blown away by two sons raised by the same two parents, how totally different they are. And they get along great. And the youngest son, Mr. Show- sociable. Oh, I love that. I've got to, I've got to, am going out with my boys on Saturday night. We've got a big pizza party, me and 90 friends. And then there's my oldest No, I think I'm going to hang out with a buddy. Maybe. If not, i will probably just prefer to be alone this week. Okay, so different people are good at different things. Ron DeSantis is very good at governance. It's not debatable. Ron DeSantis has been an unbelievable governor. As an executive, you want Ron DeSantis in office. Ron DeSantis is not good at puff and fluff. Ron DeSantis is not good at pomp and circumstance. Ron DeSantis... He's got to get up there and make that debate. Now, he doesn't have to get up there and rip his shirt off and have his you know, face painted on his chest, but he has got to make that debate about him. Probably in a bit more of an obnoxious, maybe even offensive way than he would prefer. He's got to take uncomfortable shots at Trump. He does. He's got to take up more of the speaking time than he did last time. That debate has to be all about him. The time for Ron DeSantis to start gaining some momentum in that race, that time is now. I am not one of these people, have not been these ridiculous people. Oh, the campaign's over. Either the DeSantis fans are crying in their Cheerios. Oh, the campaign's over. Where did it go wrong? Or the the Trump's hardcore fans. Primary's over. Already over. Both those positions are ridiculous. It's not over. But it might be. It might be soon if things don't change. That GOP debate tomorrow night has got to have Ron DeSantis turning things around. It just has to. That's all there is to it. All right. Speaking of Trump, let's just do this really quickly. James Clapper. I did not anticipate that James Clapper, of all people, would be someone who's out there campaigning on Trump's behalf but I have to assume that's what he was trying to do. Here. General
0: Milley raised the possibility that he thought if Trump was reelected, he would
1: throw his opponents in jail. He said that he would be at the top of the list. Do you think that that's a real concern? And are you concerned that you could be on Trump's enemies list?
0: Well, sure. Uh, I think there are probably uh, a lot of people uh, that are potentially uh, on such a list, uh, and again, that's uh, that's reprehensible. Uh, I, I think General Milley's comment was he didn't think President Trump would uh, be reelected. Well, I'm not so sure about that. So yeah, that's a that's a real concern for uh, for many of us.
1: Trump might jail his opponents. Hang on, is that an option here? Is that uh, does anyone know if that's an official? Campaign platform for Trump is the old tripsters about to get me to throw a MAGA bumper sticker on my car on the midlife crisis car if I hear any more about putting James Clapper and Mark Milley in jail because before we move on to emails I would just like to remind everyone no matter what we talk about here every single day all these stories and controversies and scandals that come up and everything we talk about every day you will have the ultimate canary in the coal mine if America is in the process of being saved, and it's the only canary in the coal mine, are government people going to start going to prison? Not resigned, not fired, not a, 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 a misdemeanor, probation. Are government people like James Clapper, Mark Milley, Hillary Clinton, Elvis Chan, Christopher Ray, James Comer, are government people... Merrick Garland. Are they going to start going to prison? You will understand. You will know that America is done being a late stage republic, and it, America is on its way back to writing itself as a nation when government people start going to prison. And until that happens, we are not on the right track, and we are not coming back, and we are not about to be saved. And right now, nobody's running for office on that. This is, again, people get mad at me because I don't get emotional about the primary. And I understand that you want, it's human nature to want other people to get emotional about the things you're emotional about. I was like this yesterday with the wife when it came to my noise-canceling headphones that I discovered. I kept trying to get her. I said, no, try these on. You don't understand. You can't hear anything. No, try these on. And she was so dismissive about it. She didn't care at all. And I was so mad about that, that she didn't care about my headphones enough. You want people to be emotional about what you're emotional about. So Trump fans will email in, and you got to get on the Trump trade. Or, Or DeSantis fans will email in, you haven't backed DeSantis enough. That's why he's drowning. But I don't get excited about presidential candidates because none of them are talking about the mass arrest of communists. And that's what will save this country is mass arrests of communists. You see, without communists experiencing fear and pain, you cannot save America. There is no saving America unless guys like James Clapper fear that knock at the door where they open it and they know they're about to be placed in handcuffs and they've experienced their last free day. We don't ever get that day without mass arrests. And since no one's running on that, ah, I'll save my excitement for later. What does excite me is this, criminals experiencing horrific pain. I've always enjoyed that. That's why I enjoy hero Gun so much because hero gun, you have a criminal and he's going to hurt this lady and instead she shoots him with this hero gun, a non-lethal gun, and the pepper ball shoots out hundred miles an hour and it hits him and it explodes. And all of a sudden he gets to experience this pepper cloud. It is so debilitating on your eyes and your nose and your lungs. This is freaking horrible. It's great. Get a hero gun for yourself or a hero arrow for yourself, but more importantly for the person you love the most so they can be protected. The hero arrow even has a 120 decibel alarm. Go to hero2020.com and get something that will save your life. Get it for your mom, your wife, your husband, your son, your daughter. Hero2020.com code Jesse gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com code Jesse. State restrictions may apply. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I think I have an uh, a self confidence or an arrogance problem. Uh, before I get to the emails, let me get to an incident that just took place just before this. So we just had a break and I ran down to the restroom and then I decided I wanted to go grab something out of my car. So I went downstairs in the elevator. All right. So I'm getting ready to get on the elevator and these two women show up, not together. All right. Not together at separate times. One woman comes around the corner, shows up. I'm standing there, staring at the elevator. She's standing there with me. Another woman then shows up. Okay. So there's three of us. Elevator door opens. I step back. I said, please go ahead, ladies, because I was being polite. Ladies step on the elevator. I step on the elevator. We start heading down. We get to the bottom. Ding. That's the sound the elevator makes. I made that myself, though. Ding. Elevator doors open. The lady who's furthest away from me turns towards my direction and says, all right, you have a good day. To which I, half paying attention, looked over and as I'm saying, you too, her friend who was with us in the elevator turned and said, oh, you too, I'll talk to you in an hour like we had discussed before. But only I had already started saying the words, you too. So, and the reason I think that I have a self-confidence or an arrogance problem is this is the kind of thing that happens to me all the time. Whenever anyone, whenever I'm in public and anyone is waving at somebody, I have no idea why I automatically assume it's me. I look over. It doesn't matter. And I look, you can ask the wife. I've embarrassed the whole family multiple times. If someone's waving anywhere near my general direction, I automatically assume it's about me, of course. And I wave back. Hey, what's going on, man? And then right behind you, you'll see the guy's son is waving, Dad, over here. And then you're all, "Wow, oh, man, I was skidding around about that stuff. This is something that happens to me uh, more often than I think it should. I'll put it to you this way. More often. More often than I think it should. Uh, th- did you hear the mayor of El Paso? We all
2: work together to make sure that we provide a, uh, a bed and a
1: warm meal for everyone. And uh, But we are at a breaking point. We, we're, we're running out of hotels. We're running out of space. And when I talked to Chief Owens from the Border Patrol, he told us to prepare for about 2,000 crossings a day. So that's something they're preparing for. You know it's wild is thinking about what the border's going to look like three years from now, four years from now. If we don't win back to White House... And they just keep throwing open the border with millions of people coming in. Did you hear this guy? Jim Acosta is going back and forth with this Ralph Norman, a
0: congressman from South Carolina. Have you been to the border? Of course I have. Have you seen what's going on? The rapes? The uh, It's it's open. I mean, nobody can can deny that. The border is... And uh, they've got a... It's a crisis. Where? I'll ask the question, sir. And, and the Where border is, is not open. Ah. That is that is something that, that is uh, peddled as a talking point, but it's not true. There are fences, there are walls, uh, there are border patrol agents who who work on the border. The five plus million uh, that have gotten into this country illegally uh, is not a figment of of our imagination. That's a talking point, that's all.
1: It's a talking point. Jim Acosta, you want to talk about somebody who's paid his system membership dues and keeps having to double down. Remember, pause for a second on this because we talk a lot about system membership cards and how you always have to keep yours up to date. Remember... It's all about the usefulness you have to the system. That's really what determines how handsomely you'll be rewarded and how much you'll be protected. How, how useful are you? It's just, think about it like a job. Being a member of the system's just like a job. Make sure your talent outweighs your baggage, right? So if you're Bill Gates, let's say you're Bill Gates, who are you to the system? I mean, Bill Gates is on the central committee. The money he gives to various system causes. Bill Gates is always right there. Always standing with the regime. So if you're Bill Gates and you're you're one of the founding members of the system, you will be rewarded handsomely all the time because you're so valuable for it. If Bill Gates, hey, I need a, a, I need a billion dollars liquid in a loan for this project I'm doing. Bill Gates is one phone call away from people making that happen for him. Boom! He's so valuable for the system. But then then there are people like Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta is really stupid. Oh, what, pause on that for a second. Also, when you're Bill Gates, if you were, let's say, hypothetically, this is just a hypothetical, let's say there's a billionaire child sex trafficker who gets busted and you happen to be really good friends with him, and it looks like, from the outside looking in, it looks like you've used his services many times, uh, you will have the system actually cover up your crimes for you if you've been an excellent servant of the system like Bill Gates has. Now, let's go to Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta doesn't have any talent. Jim Acosta doesn't bring anything to the system except for a willingness to debase himself on behalf of the system. Jim Acosta, he is more than willing to do and say very embarrassing things in order to prove to the system he has value, he has worth. It's why he's been allowed to remain hanging around the cable news scene, probably be making a real nice paycheck. Now, is he making Tucker Carlson $20 million a year money? No. But I bet you he's making one or two. Jim Acosta isn't worth one or two thousand dollars a year, let alone one or two million. But he gets that because he works very hard with his system membership card, maintaining it at all times. All right. I didn't get to any emails because I'm irresponsible. But that's all going to change next. Fighting for your freedom every
2: day. USA. USA! The USA!
0: Jesse Kelly
2: Show. It-
1: now for an exclusive 10% discount. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Did you hear this climate change nutter, Michael Mann? Golly, this guy needs, man, alive. He needs to go outside and take a walk. If ever
2: there was a city where
1: we can witness... You know, the, the tremendous injustice associated with these extreme weather events wrought by climate change. It's Philadelphia. The extreme flooding that we
2: witnessed in the wake of Hurricane Ida a couple of years ago. Of course, it was frontline communities. It was minority
1: communities who felt the brunt of that. Uh, the urban heat islands. It turns out that redlining was done in such a way in the past so that the areas... You see your SUV, it's hurting black people more, according to... All right, let's get to some emails. Jesse, I love this segment... On the Han Dynasty, remember, you can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. My focus is just stay focused. But now you can't use confusing names as an excuse not to do a history segment on medieval uh, England. Okay, I didn't say names were the reason I've never done any history stuff on medieval England. I've never done any stuff on medieval England because of the titles, not the names, the titles, And people who know stuff about that era will know what I'm talking about. In fact, everybody will know what I'm talking about. I think knights and and castles and lords and ladies and stuff like that, I think that stuff's as fascinating as everyone else does. But you dig into any part of that history at all, and it is the worst when you're trying to understand what you're seeing and who's who because everybody has a million different titles, and they have different titles for the same person who also has a name And in the same story, you can hear the same guy referred to three or four different ways. You never know who who anybody is. So it's me, Jesse Kelly, the uh, Lord of Texas, and the, 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 what's another one they always use? What's another one, Chris? Yes, oh yes, that's right. The Lord of Texas, Duke of Houston. That's what they do. That's what they do in all these stories because these people were obsessed with title back in this time. So it was always, sir, this Duke of Wales, but, but Prince of, of Norway. And it was it's always something like that. And you never know who anybody is. It's the worst thing in the world. But it probably in the long run was a better system than the one we have because the President of the United States has been asked to wear special shoes so he doesn't trip. I'm not making this up. Quit. This is an article out today in Axios. Biden's team. The, the headline is Biden's teams don't let him trip mission. You see... Biden has been working with a physical therapist, and he's been wearing tennis shoes more often. Why? Because the Biden team, the president of the United States of America, his team around him, they're so concerned that the president is unable to walk from point A to point B that they've changed his shoes and brought in a specialist. The United States of America, the country that landed on the moon, the country that powered the world to win things like World War II, the country that is responsible for more technological advances for mankind than I could possibly quantify in one show. The United States of America, the land of the free, our top executive has to wear special shoes So he doesn't trip walking up the stairs. That's where we are. That's where we're at as a country. So when I tell you that you need to make basic preparations for a rocky future, that's why I say things like that to you. I say things like that to you because the people who are in charge, it's not just that we're in a really bad place. It's that we're in a really bad place and the people in charge are the last people we would want in charge in this bad place. Let me uh, me explain it to you this way. We're a boat. We're a big boat. And this is an interesting boat. Because this boat, very, very offensive, kind of like me. It's very discriminatory in this way. This is what the boat does. It takes your most talented people, your smartest, most talented, most capable people, And it puts them in a special section of the boat. They're in the front of the boat. And then right behind them, very talented people, but a little less talented. And then right behind them, a little less talented. you understand? So from front to back, the boat is ordered. Your most talented, smartest people are in the front all the way down to the very back. That's where we keep the dumbest, least capable people on the boat. Now, here's what's happened. The boat, it hit an iceberg. Yes, just like the Titanic. I came up with that myself live on the radio. The boat hit an iceberg, and the boat is beginning to sink. And the boat's crew, the people who are in charge, the captain, all of it, they all left. They got on the first lifeboat, and they left. What America is right now, we are the country as that boat. We went back to the back section, and we grabbed the stupidest, least capable people on the boat, And we said, okay, guys, the boat's sinking. You're in charge now. What do we do? That is why we are in the situation we are in. It's not just how bad it is. It's the people who are in charge of us. So do you think maybe it would be a good idea to have an emergency three-month food kit? Maybe. Do you think it would be a good idea while these people who are maintaining our food supply are screwing everything up, oftentimes on purpose. Do you think it would be a good idea to have non-perishable food in your home, untouched, that will be there for a very rainy day? It's a life-saving idea. Everyone who lives in your home needs an emergency three-month food kit. My Patriot Supply has you covered. And right now, they're 25% off when you go to preparewithjessikelly.com. Prepare with jessekelly.com. Three month food kits, 25% off. These people have to be taught how to climb stairs. They're also the people looking over the food supply and power grid. Prepare with jessekelly.com. Go now. I'm not even going to get to the generals and military commanders and why they suck so bad. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's get to this first. Oracle Sarge. Well, I've known about you for years. I became a regular listener in the last two to three months. Would you mind clarifying some of the terms you use for us noobs? One is a dime when praising a lady. Two is dome in reference to Kamala. Thanks for the work you do. Well, the dime thing is, that's just another way of calling a woman a 10. She's a 10. She's a dime. It's a dime. That's just, I don't know. It's just one I've always used since I was a kid. Hey, are there any dimes there? Is that, I don't know. Uh, dome is as far as that being a nickname for Kamala and uh, I don't think that's one that I'm going to elaborate on at this time. Hi, Jesse. I was listening to your show on September 14th and you were playing sound bites of a man talking about reducing the world's population. I didn't catch the name. Could you tell me who that man was? Chris, would you do me a favor? And would you pull that up again? His name? No, no. He's talking about the Dennis Meadows one. He's talking about the Dennis Meadows one. I'm probably, it was a little long. It was like two minutes long. I might stop it and start it. I might play it again in its entirety, but it was eye-opening. I love these, look, I love the climate change genocidal people. And when I say I love them, this is what I mean. They're the most honest about their goals of all the different communist groups out there. Remember, they're all just communists. It's the same group with the same goal of destruction, but all the different brands. Right, the Black Lives Matter and the feminists and the, the LGBTQ and all this stuff. All the different groups, the climate change genocidal ones, they're the ones who are most willing to tell you what they want. They want you dead. They want you gone. And while they never put it in those specific terms that apply, as it applies to you personally, they are more and more willing today than they've ever been before to speak in these genocidal general terms and act as if it's a practical matter. Forget about this Dennis Meadows, who I will play for you. I'm going to get to it in a minute, but I, I, I've played for you how many people from Klaus Schwab to uh, Bill Gates. Remember that one, that one that one skit we played with Bill Gates when he's talking about, hey, well, I mean, the, the number's going to have to get to zero. got to get to the zero. Ha, ha, ha. Isn't that funny, guys? Zero. Ha, ha. Kill a bunch of people. Ha. Those people are the most honest about it because for them, it's really that simple in black and white. The LGBTQ activist, yes, they want to burn your church to ash. They want to throw you and your pastor in prison. Yes, all those things are very true. But the LGBTQ activist, he's never going to voice that. Or or it's going to be very rare. You might get some wingnut here or there. He's not going to put an actual voice to that. Oh, no, I'd love to arrest you and kill your pastor. He's not going to say that. But the climate change nutters, the genocidal monsters, they're so confident about what they believe. And they're so confident they're the good guys. They will routinely now just announce, hey, what we really need is just billions of people to die. Here's Dennis. Me- well, uh, actually, I'm up against the break. I'll play Dennis Meadows for you in a second. Hang on. Ah! Missed out? Catch up. Ah! Kellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show and we're going to dig into why our generals suck now. Why do our our big shot military officers suck now? We're going to get into that in just a minute. Is it feminine to eat your ice cream sandwich with a spoon? Now, and I need to clarify, I'm not talking about the kind you buy in the gas station, the pre-made ice cream sandwiches. I asked because me and Jewish producer Chris and producer Michael, we found this ice cream sandwich place around here, and they deliver these custom ice cream sandwiches. But they're kind of big, and they have to be eaten by a spoon, in my opinion, but it doesn't feel very manly. What, Chris, what, what? It does not, Chris, it does not. It, no, it does it doesn't make why me that. Why are you gay? It makes you, what, it makes you that. You're stupid. All right, why can't our generals think? We'll get back to emails and other things, but it's a headline from military.com. It is the headline. Why our generals can't think and they go into Afghanistan and all these other things. Why didn't this general raise this concern? Why didn't this guy object here? Why didn't this? Okay, so let's discuss that because we have so many people who are in, or their sons or daughters are going in, or people who are getting out, and people share these concerns. Jesse, what is wrong with our generals? What's wrong with our admirals? What, why? Why didn't they cover for our guys? Why didn't anyone speak up about this? Okay, so why? What is going on here? Allow me to explain as best I can. The military, remember this. The military, it is part of the government. We don't like to think about the military as being part of the government because in our minds, in most of for, for most of my life, I've considered it separate and wanted it to be separate because I don't like the government and I admire the military and you're probably the same way you in the very least admire the service, right? And the bravery and the danger and Medal of honor Monday and stuff like that. You admire that, but you don't admire the government. So you don't want to think about it like government, but for our purposes to understand why our generals have truly fallen so far behind, we have to understand that basic part of it. First one, it's part of the government. Now, Let's put that part of it aside for a minute. Part of the government. We'll come back to that. One of the reasons our generals struggle so mightily today is simple experience. Experience counts for so much, and I'm talking about the right kind of experience. Here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. If if I let's say I'm 10 years old and you're 10 years old and I get put in an environment that is very rough. Let's say it's a bad neighborhood. Maybe there's a gang problem. Who knows? But I'm in school. I'm getting in fist fistfights. Um, it's during the weekend. I go out and play basketball with my friends. I'm getting in fist fights. I'm fighting for 10 years. Eventually, at the age of 20, I've grown up in this neighborhood, and I've just been fighting. And I come across you. We have a disagreement. You, at the age of 10, you... Just had a really wonderful childhood, loving, wonderful parents. You know, maybe you did sports or whatever, but never really had a disagreement with people, never had a physical altercation. We run into each other at 20. We have a physical altercation. I'm going to pound you into a bloody pulp because I have a lifetime of experience at that sort of thing, and you don't have any. Maybe you're sitting there saying right now, our generals have all kinds of experience. What about Iraq and Afghanistan? Look, respectfully, beating up on Iraqis Or the Taliban. That's not going to be the military experience that wins a war against China or Russia. It's not. When you beat up on a technologically inferior opponent. That's not making you sharper as a general. If anything. It's making you duller. You're picking on the kids. So that's one. Okay now let's go back to this part of the government thing. They are part of the government. What is our government now? You could argue that's what it always is, but what is our government now? Our government is completely corrupt now. It's corrupt and it's selfish. It only looks out for itself. We rant about this all the time when it comes to Biden and messaging and only talking about himself and things like that, right? Okay, so the government is corrupt and selfish. What does that mean? That means the entities that are part of the government or even entities that just serve the government, they themselves will become a reflection of that government. Selfish, corrupt, selfish, and corrupt. If you have a nation with a government that is full of patriots who want what is best for the nation, then you will eventually have a nation full of government employees. Who are patriots who want what is best for the nation that's simply how that works but when you have a nation full of people who work in the government who only care about themselves only try to enrich themselves then that will obviously penetrate every part of the government including the military why are our generals and admirals, why are they incapable? Why don't they think? Why don't they speak up? Because they're part of a system that doesn't reward those things. They're part of a system that only rewards selfishness and corruption. I know, I know that's hard to hear. I know that's hard to take in because that seems like such a difficult, insurmountable problem. Why can't we fix the general officers? Why can't we fix these officers? Who's going to fix them? It's the government's job. The government runs the military. If the government is corrupt and selfish and horrible, then the military will eventually become corrupt and selfish and horrible. Do I need to bring back up that testimony? And I realize I owe you the Dennis Meadows testimony, or uh, the climate change nutball guy. I'm going to get to that in two minutes. Give me a minute. But do I need to bring up the testimony of the Marine in Afghanistan who said, Hey, we identified the ISIS suicide bomber. We saw him, and we later confirmed that, I should note. But we saw him. We saw the bomber, and we even asked our commander, our lieutenant colonel, hey, can we shoot this guy? Commander gives him no answer. Ah, sorry, I'll get back to you. Never gets back to them. That bomber killed 13 of our people. Incompetence, corruption, selfishness, at the cost, at the expense of the lives on the ground. That's the worst part of this whole thing. It's not just that generals and admirals can't think. It's that when generals and admirals can't think, people die. Our best people. The boys on the ground. We don't have a culture that encourages thinking and patriotism and things like this. We have a culture, including a military culture now, especially among the officers, that military culture. What, is it, what does it encourage? Well, just be as woke as possible. Hey, shut your mouth. Don't st- Just follow orders. Be quiet. Oh, it's what the Biden people want. Who cares? We have a culture full of lemmings now. And we wonder why we have a bunch of lemmings and idiots as generals. All right. That Dennis Meadows sound and long COVID and some emails and other things still to come. Before we get to those things, let's talk about something we can do to help our country. When you put your money where your morals are, you're not just doing that for your own peace of mind and you're not doing it for the company you're patronizing, you're doing it for your country. Having a country full of businesses who hate the country has been devastating for America. Switch your cell phone provider so you can stop paying AT&T to dump on your country like they do. You can stop paying T-Mobile. You can stop paying Verizon. Pure Talk is a patriotic mobile company that actually loves your country. Speaking of veterans, their CEO fought for this country. While these other companies are giving to Black Lives Matter, Pure Talks is Pure Talks helping veteran suicides. That's where your money's going, and you're going to save a fortune of it. When you switch to Pure Talk, well, when I switched, my family of four, our bill got cut in half. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly from your cell phone. That's all you have to do. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. That'll save you an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk. Now, Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com jesse. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries, or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk,